Welcome to Procrastination Pals, the show for what you're doing when you should be doing something else. I am the beacon of moral procrastination, Dan Morganti. And I'm just Josh. Nice. So, uh, how's your week in procrastination been, Josh? Oh, actually, I should say beforehand, this episode is about history and uh, the like. Yeah, and uh, I did mention to you, just before we hit record, I have very little historic knowledge. I, I, I didn't study history at high school outside of, you know, like the very beginnings of it. Yeah. In, I don't know, year seven and eight, nine is kind of the time that they did it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I haven't really dived in as much as I feel that I should have. Like I have, you know, I think I have the very general standard, general knowledge kind of versions. I'm not good with dates. Oh, me either. I'm and I'm not good and dates. I'm really bad with names. So... <laughs> <laughs> All dates and names have been changed I'm to fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to protect identity, know, historic figures. Um, uh, so we're talking about Shmia Shmatra. Yeah, <laughs> Shmia Shmatra. Shmia Shmia Shmatra. She was great. Um, yeah. So, how's your week in procrastination been this week? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, honestly, just been busy with work. I was just saying, um, it's getting Melbourne's getting cold again, mm. as she does the bitch. Um, it's sort of been, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's kind of rocked me around a little bit. I felt like having those, we had a, one last hurrah of a heat wave just to tease us on the way out. And now um, working nights and it been quite cold and a bit wet again. Yeah. Sort of knocked me around. So that's why tonight we're recording. Um, I'm feeling very comfortable. You look like uh, Charlie Bucket's granddad before he uh, got to go to the chocolate factory. Yeah. Just all. He was playing playing yeah. injured for that long. I'm cabbage just in, in cabbage soup again. Why even bother getting out of bed? <laughs> no, mate, sat up in bed under the covers, hoodie on and a and a cup of peppermint tea and a cinnamon scroll that you brought to me yes. today. So I'm feeling yeah. very lavish. Well, that leads me to what I've been doing and I went to Costco today and I've got to say, I fucking love it. Like, you do? Yeah. It's like, it almost goes against the, how just desperately commercial it is. Like when you walk mm-hmm. in and just the, like... Low prices and all the people around are like families that are like got kids that are running around manic and they're filling up trolleys filled with garbage and um, it just seems like a lot of like you can buy a, a kilo pack of tempura seaweed and glass noodle rolls like Jesus. Who, who needs a kilo of that but I must say if, did you get it? No, I got uh, a 64 pack of cinnamon scrolls. So. Hence why you brought them over to me. Yeah, hence why I brought you some. Yes, it's uh, it was How's that going. Um. Not good, <laughs> as you can tell. One trip to Costco and it's all fucked. Yeah. No, actually, it's it's not too bad. I've been going to the gym as well. Um, yeah, working off. I've yeah. never been into Costco. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's like I was reading a little bit about how they their business is. Like they've got far less items um, to choose from than like a supermarket like Coles or Woolworths. Mm-hmm. But what they so they really select what they put in on their shelves, and but they've got everything as well. They've got cheap. Uh, like electronics, yeah, yeah. cheap cat food, uh, cheap like we saw a uh, por- pork think- knuckle and sauerkraut, like cooked pork knuckle and sauerkraut Oof. in the in the um, warmer at the back, and there's one Polish family walking past, loading I up was, on it. I was thinking about getting it. Have you pork ever had knuckle pork- and sauerkraut? Yeah, I would eat that. It's fucking delicious. I mean, yeah, but not pre-packaged or was it like it had been cooked like it's it was freshly cooked like like, like in a bay marie kind of vibe. yeah 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 okay yeah no i'll give it a go um and then they've got like i kind of prefer home cooked pork knuckle though if i'm honest yeah or a restaurant yeah well not a costco <laughs> that's the only i don't uh, know why but they've got like really high quality meat there as well or i assume like they've actually got wagyu which is like 81 dollars a kilo or whatever 
yeah, you can nice. go and pick it up from that's there. Cool, that's good. Again, good yeah. on them. I'm sure it's a good spot for yeah. a lot of families. If you're and if you're catering something, you could go to Costco and do yeah. cheap catering from there. Um, hence the 64 cinnamon scrolls, yeah, of right. which there are now only about 52. I was going to say thanks for giving me. Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cheap. I gave you a bit of brownie as well. I'm not just two cinnamon scrolls. That that your partner wasn't very happy with how it turned out. <laughs> yeah. So you just cut the end off it and was like, fuck, I chucked that in there for him as yeah. well. Is that the shit bit? No, no, give him the shit <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress that bastard. Yeah. Give him the shit bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I loved going in there and, and there's like really cheap liquor as well. Not even that particularly cheap. It's just like a lot of it. You can get like liter bottles of gin and stuff. So. Liquor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, we're saving up for a house, me and Lauren. And um, mm-hmm. the one thing I want is like just a, an, a Good liquor, liquor cabinet. Liquor cabinet, yeah, with a few bottles of gin and whiskey. and Rather than just an alcohol pantry. Yeah. As we call it down. <laughs> Wait, which is what I have now. I just <laughs> yeah, store yeah, all just my alcohol sure. in the pantry. <laughs> of course. Yeah, anyone for amaretto out of my pantry? I'm going to get like one of the globe kind of things that you keep. Your alcohol yeah. in it, that opens up. That'd be quite fancy. Yeah. I saw a video of a guy on an antiques roadshow going mental at someone for... Um, like scratching off the patina on one of those globes. Like it was a uh, ni- like turn of the century, 19th century one or 20th century one. And they'd like polished it and painted it and stuff. And someone from fucked it, like Grand Designs or um, Antiques Roadshow is like, yeah. oh, you ruined it. And like like uh, Gordon Ramsay when someone fucks up yeah. a lamb steak. You're an idiot sandwich. Yeah. What a good segue. Yes. To what? History. Ah, of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said the globe thing, I was like, come on, Dan, pick up, run with that, run with that. And no. then you literally started going into like historic references. I was like, yes, he's on to it. <laughs> I was not. Not a Completely fact, coincidental. Oh, well, we'll take um, that. Yeah, so basically uh, we're talking about history today and procrastinating with reading about history. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not a big area of procrastination for you. No, it's just something that... Don't do it all. It's not like I'm putting it off, unfortunately. I mean, I think the closest thing I've come to reading historical literature would be like semi-autobiographical things about musicians. Like I've got a Johnny Cash and Nick Cave up there. I mean, Sapiens obviously is about the history of man, but it's a bit too much. Oh, that's like philosophical. Is it? That's Richard Dawkins or something, isn't it? it? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. his name's um, Yuval Noah Harari. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Excuse the pronunciation, but um, yeah, he sort of... The history of man, that's a kind of history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the only one that matters to me. Yeah. Really. Again, but not enough for me to <laughs> learn about yeah. it. I'm much more of a like Wikipedia historian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, uh, what happened with the Battle of the Bulge? And just read like the Battle of the Bulge facts on Wikipedia or yeah. something like that. And just hope. 80% of them are correct. Yeah. Like, get the gist of it. Like we said, terrible with Nates and... Nates and Dates and names. <laughs> dates and names. Dates, dates and, and dames, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, Guys called Nate and just dames in your general <laughs> term. <laughs> no good with them. So, yeah. The World War II would have been fantastic if your name was Nate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's like uh, kind of my... like. I like history in a very surface level. Like, just give me the facts and the interesting details. Like, here's an interesting fact. Napoleon wasn't actually short. It was British propaganda. I've heard this one before. Yeah. yeah. So... Maybe it's not funny that, that just, like, just being short because it, but, but they did call him what the little the little tyrant or something little like emperor that. little tyrant little whatever. Yeah. Um, but also just like so, there's a fun one. Just pieces of propaganda that are used throughout history, and what is seemed to offend or 
just bring down the reputation of your enemy. Mm. A lot of it being like that, just that, like Napoleon, you know, is taking over the world. Yeah, but you heard he's short, right? And a tiny dick. He's little, little. Yeah, yeah Hitler's got one ball. Yeah, but was that true? I don't know. Prop- <laughs> could have been propaganda, but you know what I mean? Like, again, I didn't look could at it. Could have been propaganda, that's right, yeah. And all um, those, like, even through Disney being a big part of it throughout World War Two, World World War One, maybe not so much, but creating cartoons that, um, you know, were racially very insensitive to yeah. the Japanese, Germans. Um, and look, they've got a pretty racist history in themselves within Disney, but, but made propaganda films for... Um, recruitment and, and I don't know, just, again, chopping down their enemies. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, would you say you have a favourite period of history? Because um, you seem very uh, interested in the topic, but... Nonchalant. Mm. Yeah, I did say before the Blase. show started uh, prehistoric, just in itself. <laughs> it outdates any history anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I like dinosaurs. Literally prehistory. Yeah, so... Um, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Before it was written down. Yeah. I don't like the stuff that's written down. Passed on. Well, that'd be like ancient <laughs> yeah, Greece yeah. and stuff like that. They verbal, Plato the verbal tradition. Was, and, yep. You know, Plato, uh, famous philosoph- philo- philosopher. Here we go. Philosopher. <laughs> What's wrong with me today? Go. Philosopher sizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that's a velociraptor, I think, yes. is who you're talking about. Famous philosopher Plato uh, actually didn't like books or uh, scrolls or writing because mm-hmm. he thought it would make the youth sloppy with their memory. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the in ancient Greece, they had mnemonic devices where they would me- remember stories through. I believe Homer's Iliad was, was passed down through. Verse. Ver- verbal tradition and yeah. verse, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. And he, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Like you look at it now as a written piece and go, how, like, to remember how to do that and just have it word for word and pass it down through generation to generation and a story that long and that epic mm. is just incredible. Have you ever tried to read it? I've got. Um, it I think I've given a crack once. It would be very difficult. It's it's not exactly a page turner. No, not I mean quite. again for someone of my intellect, mm. that's probably. The, the major problem. I mean, if I, I was, if again, if I was studying, um, sort of that era of uh, of history and sort of particularly surrounding um, that form of literature, then yeah, sure, I'm sure it'd be incredible and interesting. But just without having that prior knowledge and that study, it's just a touch too difficult. I was even reading Dante's Inferno, uh, um, yep. which is again very clat like. Classic, is it a penguin? Poetic verse, but uh, is it actually? Yeah, it fucking is. Look at that. Um, But like beautiful language, but nigh untranslatable to me at certain times. It's just like you know, to to truly understand Shakespeare, it is in English, but our language and how we use it and how we sort of interact and 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 communicate with each other has changed so fucking much that if you brought shakespeare now he would be thinking we are speaking absolute gibberish and would not be able to understand a single fucking oh man you brought plato back that's fire bruh (laughs) (laughs) no cap (laughs) yeah well i guess that leads me to my favorite uh, period in history ancient greece so i do like uh more like the philosophical side so Mm -hmm. plato being the like the grandfather of modern western thought philosopher then yeah uh Aristotle and there was another one. I forget. Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. So those three bad boys. I uh, like learning about them. Bad and boys of the mind. Yeah. And like... They're pretty cool. Learning about ancient Egypt as well and how they... Mm-hmm. Uh, how advanced they were 
like uh, technically speaking with their uh, buildings like the pyramids and um, not so not so woke though they they did have uh, slaves. slaves yeah um, so, very rigid social structure yeah. but it was at the same time one that allows you to achieve a lot of things I yeah. mean you know, for all the bad parts about slavery, it does help you achieve a lot. Yeah. It reminds me of a, a Louis C.K. joke. It's like, it's amazing. Um, like, we built the railroads. We threw a bunch of Chinese people and blew them the fuck up to, like, move land. And it's fucking it's, wild. It's amazing what you can achieve when you don't give a fuck about certain Other people. humans, man. Yeah. It's brutal. And yeah. that's, I think, like, that's the thing with history that some probably fascinates me the most is the darker parts of history. Like, yeah, um, you, you know, like, like medieval sort of time is really fucking fascinating to me just how grubby and violent it seemed to be on a day-to-day basis like again the class structure is so massive but wars are so much more immense and sort of um technical within their weaponry and things of that nature torture is such a massive fucking thing iron maiden never actually a medieval device wasn't no it's uh like a 20th century thing where they said oh this was in the modern uh yeah. Middle Ages, like it was a, um, it was a hoax kind of thing. Yeah, but I even remember. But the, still, yeah, the, pretty, just, just pretty the rude. rack. The rack yeah, is pull, one enough. Like pulling just, someone just apart, popping your, it like, dislocating every bone in your body till it rips apart. Like, no thanks, mm. I'll pass. Yeah. Well, there was one that I think they sit on a, it was like a horse, like a. Um, anyway, it was a horse that was basically very, like it's imagine a, a metal horse where the its spine was turned into like a stegosaurus kind of a vibe. And then they just sat you down on it naked, put small weights on you, onto your hands and t- bound your hands to it until it just slowly split you in half. And the weights weren't that heavy. It was just through moving and falling asleep and doing all that. Yeah. Like- People are horrible to each other. And then, you know, even sort of modern history of serial killers sort of is sort of a more uh, morbidly fascinating type of history. that I, 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 It does catch my attention at least. You know what I read? I may have spoken about this, actually. Um, the Gulag Archipelago. Have I mentioned that on this podcast? You yeah. have. You yeah. were reading it, correct? I, I read it not that long ago. But you how, finished it? Yeah. Good boy. It was, it was absolutely brutal, though, just talking about the how the communists dealt with getting stuff done around the country, like um, just imprisoning people, like with flagrant uh, abuse and, and uh, abuse of power. How does and, that help them get shit done? Uh, they built a canal in Russia somewhere. But uh, the guy reckons it, like it's it was built with the mortar of the dead. Like it was so cold and so filthy, and oh, like, so disease like, so was rampant. Whatever crime you were sentenced for, you were then part of like slave labor that they could pretty use. much. Yeah, they just sure. they just threw people in jail to make slave labor. Basically, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, just chain gang types. Of yeah, situations. and like so, people would just like die while they were digging out this canal because it's it's just like clay and mud and it's freezing. It's in Russia. It's like fuck, just drop cement on top of them, whatever. Yeah, people just die and, and then they no one picks them up so they just mm-hmm. rot there and uh, that creates disease so disease ran through all the camps and uh just how brutal it was making this canal like uh and uh Is he estimates like stalin? It's like, no yeah yeah Sorry. stalin yeah. yeah and he estimates it's like a hundred thousand people we died in just the making on the rose i think it's like canal. the numbers that stalin's got are huge like he's got yeah 28 million or something like goat status yeah kind of shit yeah. like you know like hitler gets a lot of hate like rap for it of being like you know the most evil but it's just out of external violence i think there's something more i think inherently evil about killing your own countrymen 
and doing it on the sly, like things in that manner of just like fucking working them to death. You know, you got even like Pol Pot who had like, I think it was like, again, let's not quote me on this, but something like 50 to 70% of the population were killed under his, like some of them, some of them tortured, some of them through slave labor, some of them through malnutrition, some of them through all that, all of that kind of shit, but just his own fucking people. Yeah. And he, you know, and but how did Stalin die? Natural uh, causes. Natural causes, yeah, somewhat So did Pol Pot. Pol Pot died as an old man. Yeah. But, um, like Stalin... Stalin had the, the whole glass... Um, oh, put in his glass body cabinet. Was on yeah, yeah, like Lenin. Because you can still go see Lenin's corpse. It's been, like, hermetically sealed and so still there in St. Peter's, uh, Petersburg f- Square or something. Fucking weird. But, yeah, Stalin was... Fucked up, like he was uh, just I'd love a, to go in there with one of those, <laughs> just a gangster, those hammers and that you see on buses, ah, uh, just yeah. for smashing glass. <laughs> like you just like, walk in, just like you could hear the spirit <laughs> escape, just <laughs> and then he shrivels up real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he was a real piece of shit, and just like Dimmed his up. people in his cabinet, uh, it, like his political um, friends, they're just like one of them would like show up with a different haircut and. You just kill him. Like he was so paranoid, he just killed people he thought were plotting what have against I told him. You about bangs, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> fucking dead. Get him. Um, yeah, which I guess brings us to the next uh, uh, area of history that I find really fascinating, and that's revolutions. I studied this mm-hmm. in year eleven and year twelve at high school. Yep, friggin' loved it. Uh, French Revolution and uh, Russian Revolution as well, and they were both very fascinating. So now there's, there, you can just teach me now. This is where I'll just yeah listen and ask questions and I, test your true knowledge. Well, like I I learned a lot, and like more in general terms, like uh, how revolutions go and how there's like this rubber banding effect where the revolution goes too far, and then there's this push back towards the center, and you mm-hmm. kind of find this balance in the middle where, which hopefully works out for everyone. But like the French Revolution, much much better for the people than like the Russian revolution because the Russian revolution read, led by the Septemberists and Octoberists and uh, Lenin and Trotsky and then Lenin came in power and just fucking killed a bunch more people as well because yeah. they, were, they were the royal family in Russia just fucking well, That generally feels and, like how the, how the rubber band snaps really at that stage. Yeah. Well, it, um, yeah. Well, like there's an... The breaking over, point is like there's an overthrow. people dying, yeah. you know? Um, something like that. But like Bastille Day is... Uh, celebrated in France and it's one of the uh, days that they say is like the start of the revolution but mm-hmm. obviously there was shit going on before that but like where they the Bastille was this giant imposing medieval uh, prison in the middle of Paris and people like had to like go to work in the shadow of this giant prison like fucking scary yeah it's like a, it's a it's a symbol of like if you don't do what you're told you're going in here well, this is the just the eye of Sauron just, looking at everybody yeah. making sure you keep I don't know bringing out those mud chimp men yeah. and from what I remember when they Nazgul. when they st- stormed it it actually had been largely decommissioned there was only like six people in there at the time mm-hmm. um, because it was more just the symbol than the actual place where they stored prison dangerous criminals um or you know just anyone who got caught stealing a loaf of bread which is the the very common uh excuse for it was a good one in in, if you're english Mm. you end up down here Mm. so and i I really love um revolutions as like a way to look at current times so like um like black lives matter is a Mm -hmm. uh like a, a revolution of sorts, a cultural revolution and a systemic revolution. Um, 
and I think it was John F. Kennedy who said those who make polite, oh, easy, uh, I don't know, make something pot impossible, make violent revolution inevitable or something like sure. that. Peace, those who make peaceful revolution impossible, make violent revolution inevitable. There we go. Quote by J.F. Kennedy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> After all the work, like, no, 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 oh, 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 I'm onto it, I'm onto it. Mm. And then they asked, yeah. Well, again, hey, it sounded believable to me. Yeah. Um, and like, so that's what I love about revolutions or like learning about revolutions. What's John's middle name? John F. Kennedy, Francis. Francis? No, I don't know. Fred, see? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Uh, fuck with, I don't know. Uh, Okay, not your brightest moment. No. <laughs> Good joke, Dan. Good joke. Pat myself on the back for that one. But uh, like, and now seeing like all the uh, like and revolution as well as like the fall of empires. So like the fall of the Roman Empire. I've, I've uh, watched a few YouTube videos on the similarities start. of the fall of the Roman Empire and the fall of the American Empire because I believe the the American Empire is. Crumbling, it's, and it's, it will uh, descend into a lot of bloodshed. And uh, I mean, I think that's probably the, one of the scariest parts. Like now, what we are creating is within modern history. Like we do feel, I think you know, particularly the US. It's only been two hundred years or so, and and really of of their true power and independence. Well, they say that any empire lasts between one hundred and fifty and. 250 years well it's and they're right in the center of that and mm. it, it would feel like they, they've they've felt themselves infallible for all that time yeah. you know what i mean like they have and, and particularly post world war ii which is not that it's only yeah. been a hundred yeah, what not even 80 years really i was reading was about uh, how germany lost the war but really it it served their country a lot better in modern times than it has served the US. Like the mm-hmm. the US has not been a graceful winner. They're like we're the USA number one. We're the best country. <laughs> yeah, blam blam. Yeah, First Amendment, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's doing them a lot of good, isn't it? Yeah, and how yeah how you the USA is now crumbling and faltering. Where uh, Germany had to learn a lesson and was and has been humbled, but has like become the economic and power de facto leader of the European Union with Angela Merkel. and um, Germans are wonderful people. Yeah. And it's like, and they also have a deep shame. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take that away because that's borderline racist. Some Germans are fuckwits, but yeah. most of the German uh, people I've met are wonderful people. I work with a guy who's a bit of a knob. Um, German, obviously. <laughs> not, just, <laughs> not just mentioning some guys a knob because I work with a lot of knobs, but... This guy, ge- German, German knob. knob. He's not uh, not a bad person, just crappy sense of humor and yeah. not fun. And a bit of a stickler. Not a good guy. He's really hitting some um, German cliches there, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I love that you lead with a not very funny. <laughs> no, he doesn't got a good sense of humor. I was like, all right, tread lightly down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my number one thing. If you, uh, if if you don't have funny. a sense of humor, I'm, I generally don't want to know you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, revolutions really like revolutions. Um, Sorry, I just find that funny. Just shitting on, just like shitting on, just yeah. shitting on this one anyway, guy I work with. Who, to be honest, what any chance you get, and then just like, yeah. Anyway, so revolutions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the voice of the people on this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I also like how history is a, a, like the, as I was speaking about the history as an example to now, like how we can look at the fall of the Roman Empire to. The American Empire, like the 
the devaluing of their currency. So mm -hmm. in the last year or last two years or something, the US has printed 40% of its money. Shit. Like they call it quantitative easing, but it's really just money printing. Yeah. And I, I don't know the economic workings involved in how it all comes to be. And mm. they don't have rapid inflation, but they obviously have some mechanism in which they can print a lot of money and not have rapid inflation at the time. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, like, if if, the, if the really, you know, the true fall of the American empire, and we, we you know, for just because it sounds slightly more historic, we'll call it the American empire right now, rather than just, than just the US. Yeah. Um, to see when and how it will happen. And the to, to the what, US empire is probably more accurate. Okay. Right. Well, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but the idea of if it, because it has felt like at certain times in the last 10 years, we'll even say, they've felt, felt that they've been on the verge of civil war at moments, like like the, like the internal violence and division of, of the American people seems so high and aggressive and violent right now. It's like, oh shit, like it does feel like it's just always simmering so close to boiling point. Yeah. And there's been a couple of moments of, you know, of, of different riots or, or demonstrations or storming capitol building it's just like what the fuck is going on over yeah. there like and how even there was a before you know the absolute craziness and bullshit of the last 12 months and you know 20 through 2020 basically just how nuts everything fucking was um where there was even people i think there was a, there was a shooting in dallas um where a couple of people were armed people were attacking the the police force and that was like one was like holy shit they're gonna bring military in here and then suddenly it's military versus civilians and like like if these if these people just have groups to unify and get the numbers because it'll be messy yeah like they're not organized enough to fucking actually do anything well there's just, a lot of militias in the u.s but you, yeah, but you wouldn't not, say they're but, real like, organized as opposed to like the military, the military. like <laughs> Have fun with your little militia. The largest military in the world like, in history. And they'll just sweep through weapons. and do what? Yeah. Mm. Like, and it'll be scary when they do have some sort of violence yeah. to, that, to that degree internally. Yeah. Do you ever think about, like, uh, this probably leads to, like, the natural end point of this conversation being like, do you ever think about how history is going to be perceived now? Like, I think about, Absolutely, like... of how we're going to be seen. Yeah. Like, totally. how... Donald like Trump is going, to, is going to be perceived in the future because there's he definitely has a cult like people who mm -hmm. have you seen like Christian fundamentalist Christians like he's the second coming like are you insane no. uh, like yes. yeah so there's like there's a, a sizable proportion of people in the US who are like don't worry Trump's going to come to save us it's like I, he has done nothing to indicate that save he'll you help from you what? Oh, yourselves the satan and the uh atheists taking over the country and stuff like that i've i've read like uh a lot of there's a reddit page called religious fruitcake and it's just tweets from crazy <laughs> religious people it's it's pretty funny um but also yummy though i bet you a lot of church girls make a good fruitcake yeah i know my nan does fruitcake so. by a fruitcake <laughs> i don't uh, think they'd have that much self-awareness but yeah no. but I, even at like even purely through going through the Trump administration, like I've looked back at George W. Bush and been like, oh, he's kind of sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he, he's an idiot. I get that. What? And didn't do much good and was fucking shit up. But at least he was just 
like a bit of an idiot, a dummy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like what a, what a quaint southern sweetie, seemingly harmless, mm. as opposed to the just outright fucking nuts of Donald Trump and how how much hate he had. And hateful, yeah. Again, like George mm. W. Bush didn't seem to hate anybody. Mm. He was just a bit, a bit simple. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's president. all. Yeah, and I think I think like. And well, I hate that I've changed because at the time everybody hated him, and fair yeah, enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, because he, because now the like, the in the US it's the Republicans and the Democrats, and like, I don't see how you you can't see value in what the other what your opposition party has to say as well, like because they're not surely they're not our side. Yeah, basically, that's like that tribalism where in Australia I feel like even though I'm I lean one way, I can see like. The, uh, the opposition is trying at least like here's what how we want to make the country better like and I can say all right that's not how I would go I about doing things. I can have a bit of a saloon door going on, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm happy to have a look here, have a look there, swing both ways and try and check it out. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting to see like a- even how history's been revised with like someone like uh, Barack Obama who is this like democratic uh, hero. To the to the Democratic Party in the US, but really, his, and look at the numbers and what was happening under his administration, and it's virtually identical to George W. Bush. Like yeah. they're still bombing the shit out of uh, Middle Eastern countries, like more bombing. In fact, he mm. you know dropped way more bombs, um, and like tried to try shit. To get, it's a tough gig. Tried to get healthcare <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, it's a rough gig. What being president? <laughs> Yeah, because like the amount of shit that's coming at you all the time, you're like, yeah, okay, you're like trusted advisors, and then like, you know, there's a war going on that you're trying to figure out. Like, I'm sure consciously in yourself would be like, oh, I wish we could get the hell out of there and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And then people go after you finish, like, yeah, you dropped more bombs. I was like, fuck, and how? Like, I feel like what what Obama was trying to do was he inherited a lot Just of wipe stuff out and the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. No. I think what happened with him is that he he inherited a lot of stuff that he had to deal with, and he tried to like while pulling out, tried to do as little damage as possible. So that's why it took him so long to get out of Iraq and um, Afghanistan, and and also I think for what he stood for in a in a social and cultural change in America to be the first black president, like that, like th- that was a, another burden to have to carry. Like if, like if you look at George W. Bush, he was like, well, daddy did it before. So, you yeah. know, um, it's just kind of my birthright. I've, I'll just get in, walk in, chuck my cowboy hat on. Now watch us drive. Mm. And knock it out of the park. And I'm, then, you know, the, just the added pressure that Barack would have come in with. Yeah. Obama. It's funny how nobody calls him just Barack. Barack Obama. No. Yeah, well, I, Bush, I feel well, like, because even when I said it, it was like, is that disrespectful? Should I just yeah. call him Obama? Because like, yeah, everyone calls him Bush. Like. Yeah, you but call him calls him George. Old, old Georgie boy. Yeah, but you know who Barack is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to George who, Washington? <laughs> Bush? Yeah. Um, Orwell? Yeah. And also what I'm uh, seeing at this point in time is a little bit of revisionist history uh, in like looking back at things like, oh, there was a lot of actual uh, oppression of uh, minorities and like it's, it's always the white savior kind of thing mm-hmm. where like uh, I watched that Sherpa movie on netflix yeah. where they talk about the, the shepherd which is an eth- ethnic group in tibet uh, in yeah tibet nepal, yeah, yeah. Nepal. yeah um oh sorry nepal yeah um that's tr- that are in the mountains there and uh how many of them are Nor- dying to help tourists go up norgay 
something. I can't remember his last name, but he was he was actually the first guy to reach the top. And at the time, it was attributed to Edmund Hillary. And they they show a, like a news. Uh, bulletin with him in it and they're like who, who reached the top first is like oh we don't want to say that anyone we, we all did it as a group and it's like he's the Sherpa's like sitting down the end like it was me yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't say he didn't say anything but no of course not because he could probably couldn't speak much English at that time either yeah. and they were just like come on help us up but they speak about how he used it as a path for like he wasn't educated he like he got to travel around the world but they gave him uh, like, of course, it's the typical white bullshit, man. That's, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, and like, but there's how the revision of like history is going on. Like, actually, there's a lot of we've whitewashed all of history, and this is why, yeah, like, this is why I like prehistoric because who the fuck's writing it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't trust any of those cunts. Yeah. There's always someone behind them helping them up the mountain, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're the one with their foot on the stone. Yeah, yeah. And there's a team of eight people carrying all their bags. It's just how we've done it. Yeah. Nasty. So, and it, yeah, again, I think people look, look, look back at this sort of time in history and be like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. I um, watched on Netflix the other day as well The Trial of the Chicago 7. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Really good. I recommend it. Really good? Really good. Really good. Really, really good. I'll have to give it a look. Um, yeah, it's got like Sasha Baron Cohen in it. It's Eddie got a good Redman. cast. Yeah, good I've, cast. I've seen good cast. Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. yeah I've and seen a few of the people. I really liked learning about that and the history in that, like, uh, the countercultural revolution and mm. uh, things like that. And the guy that Sasha Baron Cohen plays, he was the guy who wrote the book Steal This Book, which, like, was a yeah. countercultural uh, book at the time. Sick. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny how, like, I do probably get a lot of my historical knowledge through, um, like, films mm. and not documentaries. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Like, I went and saw Judas and the Black Messiah recently, which is about... Um, one of the chief leaders of the Black Panther Party. And it was like, you know, it's historically based, but it's dramatized and, uh, you know. Yeah. And then a lot of the time I watch that, it sort of gets me invested into the emotion of it and be like, you know, the individuals who who existed in some way and it's it sort of feels more tangible. And then at the end where they do the, like, the high school yearbook, this guy went on to do this and this and this. Yeah, and yeah. Johnny was 21 and went on to, you know, do all, the, all that kind of shit. But yeah, it's sort of a fun way to... Get your toe on the door, I suppose. Yeah. And like, it, it couldn't be a better movie to have at this point in time where uh, faith in the police is at an all-time low as well. Wild, it, man, yeah. Because it's about how these guys were coming to protest the Democratic National Convention in Chicago mm-hmm. in the 60s and or in the 70s. I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> see, not good with dates, but yeah, of course. Um, about how... They, they weren't given permits. They, they did everything in their power to make sure that they would be doing so within the law. But if they weren't given the rights to protest, they would do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't. And the Chicago police basically kicked the shit out of them, started a riot with them or like had them start a riot, whatever, however you want yeah, to yeah. say it. Um, and then put these the seven leaders of different factions who came together to do the protest they charged them all and uh the judge who proceeds over the case is a like racist uh already had his mind made up that they were guilty surprise surprise yeah and it's a really good documentary uh movie it's not, so, a, it's documentary, not a documentary again. but historical film about yeah. a particular time of course done in 2020 which 
uh, where the Black sector. Lives Matter movement's going on and fate yeah. places at an all-time low. 100%. And even, uh, you know, the, and it, we'd go amiss to not to mention like about Australian history and what we're taught in high school and the level that yeah. we go into any sort of indigenous history is fucking naught. Just you know white I mean? It's like primary again. school. And then we go to hop, skip and a jump and suddenly Captain Cook's here. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, cool. So Australia like, started 60, in 1776. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Um, yeah, but you know, I think... It's a massive time for revolution now anyway because people can, can communicate quicker with one another. We're more interconnected than we've ever, ever been. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't make us more right and hope. And I, I know there's a lot of people that are being misled through that same um, exposure to, to people who have similar mentalities. But um, hopefully just by sheer numbers of people being somewhat um, logical and reasonable with one another, the outcome will be you know, hopefully on the right side of history. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're coming to the end of the episode. Uh, hey, we did it. All right. I'm it, surprised we made it through. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't. I was worried at the start. I was feeling tired and yeah. flat. I jumped under the blanket. I had to take one leg out from under the blanket just to sort of give me a bit of cold. I was like getting oh. a bit nappy. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but if you... All right, we're going to play a game. Let's do it. Top 10 massacres in history. Name them. Ooh, top 10. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Holocaust got to be in uh, there. Are we going by just numbers or? No, no, what, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes my dream team, my, yeah. top, my top five? <clears throat> I don't th- I'm not sure I could name Is Tiananmen Square? Yeah, yep. That, I think that's a great one, just and particularly for the iconic image of the, the shopping bag man with the yeah. tanks and like that kind of revolution of just a single man standing up yeah. to knowing what they're going and even the people driving the tanks sort of stopping it. One individual, but then when getting to a larger system, going for it, you know, it's something really powerful. There's no hard evidence on how many people were slaughtered that day because they slaughtered children and, sorry, students and political dissidents and stuff. But they brought in the army from a different region, so they didn't speak the same language, even though they were all Chinese and got them to kill them all. Um, So they had no connection to them and stuff like that all right so tiananmen square's in there nice there we uh, go. the massacre at tiananmen square uh, what about it? just eddie, eddie amin's reign yep <laughs> for sure that's that's a massacre because yeah. i'm trying to think of like single event massacres it's like but even like through like obviously the holocaust is yeah. is a massacre but it's over time yeah so eddie amin did some fucked up shit are you calling him eddie amin yeah i love calling him <laughs> yeah big eddie 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 <laughs> He doesn't yeah. deserve my respect fuck him yeah. <laughs> again died of natural causes did he later down uh, the track right, yeah what scum? But yeah, the the Khmer Rouge. You mentioned Pol Pot. He, great massacred all these people. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that's a. Again, that's I think a good yeah, I think he hit a good sixty percent of his people. That's yeah, pretty pretty. It's got to be up there. I will say uh, the October Revolution uh, slaughtered a lot of in another uh, slaughtered a lot of their countrymen. The um, whatever political party uh, Lenin was from. I think the Bolsheviks sure. slaughtered a bunch of people. Had the royal family. Oh, I didn't have them killed right away. No, he kept them. Uh, for uh, like to say, hey, look, we're any loyalists out there. We're not harming the royal family, and then had him whisked off to a house in was, yeah, fucking kept Siberia, and then killed him afterwards. Yeah, I think there was another one. I can't. This is like uh, I can't remember what her name is, which is tough. But she was like one of like a Russian princess or queen, Anastasia. But no, no, she was just really into torture and oh. killing people, and, and it wasn't like on huge mass like you know genocide levels mm. but she was getting it done on the reg and just, just bringing like, people in 
having people torture them in front of a yeah grim and that yeah so maybe not my favorite but a dark horse you know what i mean like <laughs> probably one that needs a bit of a spotlight and why i can't remember her name doesn't help yeah vlad the impaler's Vlad's a good one daughter yeah um, I mean, Vlad's got to be in there. Yeah, he, he has go. good people. Um, would, would literally impale them at the fences. Yeah, uh, inspired Dracula, correct? Yes, correct, correct. Inspired Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. There you go. Another great history book. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah. So that'll do. Maybe not ten, but hey, history is history is pretty Darkest. bloody and violent and. Yeah, that's probably why I'm not so into it. But there's reason know. to, like, data suggesting that we're actually becoming more peaceful and uh, getting along better as a society, even though, like, there's a current genocide going on in China with the Uyghur Muslims. There's and, a bunch of everything going on still, I bet yeah. you. But I reckon the 90s was a pretty peaceful time. Tarzos were happening. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Sign, that, sign doesn't, that doesn't happen in a violent world. No, you know no. what I mean? Nobody <laughs> comes up with the idea of Tarzos. Yeah. Or Dragon Ball Z discs, very similar. Any of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, and then they went away and. Mask has hit an all-time high. <coughs> tell you, September 11, check the date on the Tarzos, the, the latest you can see. I bet it happened a year before that. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, we've reached the end of the episode. Well, I don't know how to end these things. What do you want? No, I'm good, yeah. I'm good with that. So if you haven't already, please follow us on whatever app you're listening on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, Count on a wire. Yep, that's... <laughs> you love that one. Did you ever use it before? I think so. Well, hey, look, I'm... If I'm funny once, I'm not original, but I'll just keep <laughs> yeah. reusing it. Keep going. All right. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, it's time for you to get back to work. We'll see you next week. Thank you.